Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkins and Andrew Filippone. This all started, you're right, with Schefter. Because when Schefter said that about Tomlin, it's one thing I've come on here, this show, and I've told you how much Tomlin loved Justin Fields and that the Steelers would have picked him uh, first in that draft, if they had the number one pick, they had him ranked as the best quarterback in that draft. They had a Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, et cetera. And I honestly believe if Roethlisberger had not called their bluff when they said, we're going to make you take a pay cut, I think there was a big part of the Steelers brass that thought he would say, I'm not paying, I'm not playing for less. I'll retire. I think. Mike Tomlin had his fingers crossed that Ben was going to walk away and they were going to use that draft pick or trade. They were going to have to trade up to get fields, but I think they would have done it. That's how much they loved him coming out of college. And our Steelers listeners and Pittsburgh fans know this who are listening to the podcast. They rely on their pre-draft scouting reports so much when it comes to moves they make in free agency and trades. They said that about Minka Fitzpatrick. They say that about just about every crop of free agents they signed, what they thought of the player when they met with them at pro days and in Indianapolis and things like that. So that's where we start this conversation that I think the Steelers are comfortable with Kenny Pickett, but there's somebody available who the coach loves and the coach tends to get his way. Tomlin really runs the organization If he wants something badly, he usually gets it. Like when he wanted Brian Flores on the staff, even though Flores was suing the NFL. So that's kind of the entry point or preamble into the conversation that we're going to have. That's the Steelers backstory and why this might make sense. So normally it's like my time to give an opinion, but I'm going to ask you a follow-up question before I do. Do they like him enough to give up the 20th pick? No, absolutely not. That won't happen. What if it's Fields and a third? 
They've only traded their first round pick one time in the last 50 years since the 60s, and that was for Minka. Um, This is a quarterback that only has one year guaranteed on his contract, and there's the question of, like, if you do that, you have to immediately give him the fifth-year option. You have to. Like, you can't trade and give up that much, even if you're getting a third back. No, I mean, you're you're, you're, if if you trade for Justin Fields, you're doing that anyway, buddy. I'm not sure about that. I I am. I I I, I mean, a, dude, a second round pick is a lot to give up for a well, quarterback. So I'm I'm happy that we're having this conversation because you you start with the first and then you go to the second. The question I was going to ask you is, how sure are we that there's going to be a decent number of suitors for Fields? I honestly have been surprised by how convinced the national people seem to be well, that there's going to be a bunch of suitors for him. Well, and they keep saying that. They do. But other than the Steelers, has an, has another team been linked to Fields? No. The, a no. lot of people are connecting the dots in Atlanta. I don't see he, it now. No, I, I know. But I'm just saying a lot of people are connecting the dots in Atlanta because Ryan Pace is there. Uh, you know, in a high-ranking personnel role, he drafted him, and he's from Atlanta. And Fields in a dome on a fast track with Bijan Robinson does feel like it could be a, a recipe to have the number one rushing attack in the NFL, which he had in Chicago, by the way. They didn't finish number but one that, this year, but that feels that feels too much to me like doing what they did with the coach that's now the Steelers offensive coordinator. You're going to go get Justin Fields and you're going to have like an Arthur Smith style offense with, I will admit, someone who I think is better than Marcus Mariota. But to me, they just, they tried that type of right offensive philosophy and it didn't work. Um, Mike Florio came on my show. He does once a week. And said that someone in the Cousins camp at the Super Bowl said to him, the Falcons for Cousins. And given Zach Robinson's background and Raheem Morris and the fact that they just had Matthew Stafford in L.A., that would actually make more sense to me with the weapons that they have than Fields. Now, that would mean Minnesota would need a quarterback. But would would the Bears trade in division? With Minnesota, they probably would if they're desperate, the highest bidder. But still, yeah, like, you go, I think you, I think you go to the highest bidder, and that would be unbelievable drama. Um, you know, we've seen, we've seen NFC North trades before. It would not be unprecedented. Obviously, does Kevin O'Connell strike you as a guy that wants to hitch his no. wagon to Justin Fields? Me neither. No. Um, the top three teams in the draft, we know the Bears are are spoken for, Washington and New England. Are they would they rather trade for Justin Fields than use those picks on a quarterback? I don't think so. Um it's like what about, the the, what about the Giants? What do they do with the Daniel Jones contract? Some cost. That's then you're investing if you pick up the fifth year option. What's Fields making this year? Close to 10 million? Less. But yeah. Is it less? Okay. Yeah, so like a little less. So you've got a I, I, like, I think it's like eight. So Spencer could look this up too. So you'd have Daniel Jones on your team making more than $30 million as a backup to Justin Fields. 
that and you're giving up a top draft pick to get him too. I, I just I don't see that. Because I yeah, think his, Brian cap, da- his, his cap it's only six million this year. I field. think Brian Dable still uh against all odds, I think Dable still believes in Daniel Jones. They believed in him enough to give him an extension. Then he got hurt last year, and their offensive line was terrible. So Ryan Poles, the Bears general manager, is very good at you know playing the media. He's very accessible to the national guys. Uh, he's clearly he's he's pretty clearly like their source on some things. Uh, we used to be joking about how often he would talk to Peter King. Uh, he's he's done stuff with Schefter. He's done stuff with Rappaport. He's it's almost like he digs it. Like he's not like talking on the record a ton to them. He did to Peter King a little bit, but uh, he's he's very clearly playing that game of creating the appearance of of leverage. The reason why I am interested in like what the Bears would have to attach to get to twenty is because their biggest issues on offense were Fields' limitations a number two wide receiver, like a legitimate number two guy in the passing game other than DJ Moore, and center. And the kid from Oregon, Jackson Powers Johnson, 20 might be a smidge high, but maybe not. Everybody loves him. Almost everybody seems to have a first-round grade on him. He crushed it at the Senior Bowl. If they could go Caleb... Malik Neighbors or Roma Dunze, whichever one is there at nine, if either is there at nine, and Powers Johnson at the back end of the first round. Check, check, check. They'll go into next year thinking they can win double-digit games. So I do think that the Bears might be willing to attach a draft pick to Fields to get back into range to take the kid from Oregon. So I think that I, when you talk about acquiring fields, I do think that there's a potential pot sweetener that Ryan Poles would be willing to attach to it. I'm going to say this for our first and pod audience, but you can take it and use it on your show on 670, the score too. There is a better chance. There is a better chance that the Bears keep fields and trade the number one pick then there is the Steelers will give up the 20th pick for Fields, even with some kind of day two pick attached to it this year or next year. You can take that to the bank. That is a guarantee. The owner will not let them do that. The only way the owner, I think, gets convinced to demote Kenny Pickett to backup and not even have it a competition is if, he feels like the coach is so convinced of the player that he's willing to vouch for him and the acquisition cost is not exorbitant. They feel like they built Super Bowl champions through the draft. That has always been their MO. Only Well, one if they were going to take Fields tech. one, they were going to have to give up a first to move up to get him. Uh, I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure about that. Based on where where did Fields get picked? 11. 11. So 24 to 11. The Bears had to give up a first to move up from 20 to 11. Yeah. They absolutely would have. They absolutely would have. Well, let me ask you this question. You're saying it's it's who was the 12th pick? Now, listen, obviously he was much more valuable than... No, but I'm saying like... Dude, you know who the 12th pick in that draft was? 
Let me hear it. Micah Parsons. Yeah, but I'm saying Dallas wasn't going to pick somebody at 12 who was a quarterback. So going to going to you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to get too far in the weeds here, but I I understand. But he he was also more valuable than obviously because you had the whole rookie contract. How about this though? Do you believe? Because I I mean I know we, listen, we both like Fields, even though now I've been painted as a Fields hater because I've advocated. Well, yes, because you wore a Caleb Williams jersey on yeah. radio and yeah, I loved that hey. stunt. By the way, thank you. Um, do we, I I like Justin. He's a great guy. He's an 11 out of 10 leader. He's one of the three best athletes at the position at quarterback. He's got a cannon for an arm, and he was done. He was not given continuity and a, a chance to succeed here. But he's got some of his own issues. He's not an anticipatory thrower. He's not great throwing between the hash marks, and he takes way too many sacks. And because of his style of play, that leads to a pretty high injury risk. I thought the question of are the Steelers a Super Bowl contender with Justin Fields was ridiculous. Of course it is. Yeah, they're not. They, they, they have, there's a team in their conference that has gone to an AFC championship game every year. Patrick Mahomes has been their starting quarterback, and they just became the first team to win back-to-back uh, Super Bowls in 20 years. So, no, they're not. They and, could add- and, and even in, even in the division – he has basically no shot at being better than Lamar or Burrow ever. And then there's Deshaun Watson. Well, I was going to ask you about the Lamar thing because you've watched Justin Fields play every game and you're someone, I think, who feels like there was a lot of square peg round hole coaching that went on. there, there, There was, and he's obviously the same caliber of runner as, as him. He's just... You don't think Never. he has a better arm? He has a stronger arm. Does he have a better deep ball? Yes. Yes. But the using his legs to set up the throw, he got much better at it the second half of this season. So he, he definitely flashed it, but it has not been consistent. Like, like the, the, the Lamar play to score against the Chiefs, in the AFC championship game, that has not been a consistent thing for fields. And he's never done anything like he has done in terms of 67% completion or 36 passing touchdowns. He's never flashed that degree of a ceiling as a passer. Okay. So the Pittsburgh people in our audience are going to love what I'm going to do next. I'm going to give you an NFL quarterback right now. And tell me if you think, if you think Justin Fields' ceiling is above the player that I'm about to give you. Okay. All right. Tua. Yeah. 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 His ceiling? Yep. Yeah, because I mean if he becomes a good passer, he's a he's just more stable. He's I mean, he's a he's a he's a brick house of a man, but he just hasn't been able to he has to run, dude. He has to run. And I think in Arthur Smith's offense, he would. Yes. I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, Dak Prescott. I mean, I would have said yes. I, this season, this season, I, I don't think Justin Fields will ever throw for 4,500 yards like Dak did. Well, Dak Prescott's never going to run for 1,000 yards and maybe 15 touchdowns. But the problem, with, the problem with that is if you're relying on that for his ceiling, you're talking about Justin Fields for his 20s, which is still five more years. But – 
it's but you know what I mean that 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 ends you lose a tenth of a time in your 40 yard dash it's a problem I got two more for you Jalen Hurts I mean listen when the Bears lost to the Eagles last year I said if you flipped the quarterbacks I thought that Fields was better than Hurts so yeah Trevor Lawrence no no and you're down on Trevor Lawrence I think Trevor Lawrence of those four is the most naturally talented thrower of the football by by far. Um, I lied. One more, Brock Purdy. Yes, come on. Okay, yeah, dude, he's his ceiling is incredibly high. It's incredibly high, but the you know you have to. This will be his third NFL offense in four years, and he's about to get more expensive. So then it gets tougher to build a team around him so it's just the calculus like the nfl isn't fair he's very good he's very talented he's an incredibly hard worker his teammates love him he just he might be that guy that ends up needing to be talked about like geno smith where he needs to go somewhere and have some continuity and learn the offense for a little bit behind the scenes and then when he comes in he gets his chance that's obviously not going to be this stop 